Hello and welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Haunts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone who has a product or a business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually, or maybe you already have. This is a show about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads, and anything in between. In this episode, we're going to talk about our goals that we set last year, see if we hit them, yeah, and sort of talk about any future goals that we might have and how that's going to influence us. So, how have you been? Do you have a good Christmas? Yeah, had a, had a bit of time off. Had about a week and a half off, which was nice. Um, sort of raring to go now, ready for the new year. Um, so, sort of before Christmas, I was reading, um, I recommend this, this book called The Ad Week Copywriting Handbook by Joe Sugarman. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Um, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting book. It was like, it, it's, it's an old book. It was, I think it was probably written in the I assume in the sort of 80s or 70s or something like that. And it's um, back in the day, he used to write like print ads in newspapers. So it's okay. like for like CBs or pocket calculators or, or digital watches back in the day or or sunglasses or whatever. And he obviously used to, you know, um, sort of market them in newspapers. So it's all like, it's like how to basically write like a print ad and all the psychology behind it, you know, how, how you should phrase them and etc. Just really interesting stuff actually. If you're okay. ever writing any kind of like sales letters or ad copy or anything like that, it's, it's so well using that it. for writing adverts for your suite of products. Yeah, we'll run about. We're going to do it at some point. We want to do like say send out like sales letters, okay, or, or, or to use for also possibly ad copy on the website or wherever you know. So generally, we're going to build up like a database of like generic sales copy. Um, but it's just it was just an interesting experiment. You know, it, it took a while to read. I'm sort of almost there with it now, but it, it, yeah, it is a good book. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, so what, what have you been up to then, Steve, with your... Uh, so, I mean, December was supposed to be where I sort of took a bit of time out just to work on some new projects, but that kind of never really happened. Hold it, yeah. Because um, Prosite want me to do some updates to some old courses just to bring like, the branding up to date. And all yeah. That. Um, so they, they so, made you work Christmas then? They didn't make me work Christmas. They stole I mean, your December um, though. They're good courses. Updating them gives them more longevity in the library, but you don't get paid for doing it. It's kind of part of, it's part of your contracts that you might have to do course updates. So I just wanted to get them out of the way. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. So I've done a few courses so far. There's going to be more to do, but I'm, gonna, you know, I'm talking to them about a new course. So that's going well. Um, the Path to Freedom book, I've mostly finished all of part two of the book drafting. Okay, wow. Well, how many parts are there going to be then? Three. Think? Three. Oh, so, so, so there's this little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel now. Wow, okay, yeah. And the first half of part two, which is about six chapters, is already with my editor. So I'm, oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm okay, waiting yeah. for that yeah. to come back. She's slowed down because of Christmas and New Year. Have you had any feedback so far on, on the book? Or? Yeah, well, everything that's come back for part one, which she edited, which I think was seven chapters, uh, was all really good. She had some really good suggestions. She okay, oh, cool, yeah. fixed all of the grammar and the English and made it sound good. <laughs> made it work. <laughs> Uh, she put some good suggestions in there, and yeah, it looks really good. So I'm, so I'm expecting the first half of part two back from us soon, then I'll send a part two, well, no, part two of part two. Okay, yeah. And then I'm kind of partway through drafting the final part of the book. So I'm hoping to have everything, this will tie into the goals later, where this is kind of ironic, but I'm hoping to have everything done and ready for typesetting sort of yeah. by the end of February, early March. That's good, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Um, I've released another book, holding it in front of you wow, here. The Art of, the Art of Conversation. It's, I, I drafted it last year, early last year. Um, but then, because I had just loaded stuff on my plural site, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, wow. But, but things things are a bit through it. No, it's actually a proper book, isn't it? It's a proper book, yeah. So things were a bit slow in November, so I got it all finished. Um, 
got a little typeset and stuff and that's now come out. Wow. So it's all about how to have conversations with people that might be sort of slightly socially awkward or so- socially anxious. <laughs> people yeah. who don't like talking to people but have to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good. So it's kind of about how to get over your fear of talking to people in a crowd and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is uh, quite... You can have that copy if you want. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I'll have a look. Do you want me to have a look through? It looks, it looks great, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a proper book, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a Kindle as well. Yeah, it feels, but, it feels good, well, I'm kind it? of going... To, a bit backwards, not backwards, that's the wrong word. Uh, at one point I was addicted to Kindles and everything had to be digital, but I'm kind of going back the other way now. I actually sort of really like the feel of a, a, a proper, proper book. book. Yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm still in the Kindle phase, but I'll probably grow out of it a bit, you know. Um, I, was, I was watching some videos, some kind of like financial industry style videos on YouTube, and they were talking about actually um, that there is kind of a bit of a change, a shift in the industry where ebook sales are actually declining yeah. and um, proper print books are going up. I can see that, yeah. I mean, I'm reading that, for example, that I was on about the Adweek copywriters book and, and in there, the, in the Kindle, there, there are some like, obviously it's a book, real book that's been turned into Kindle, but there's some like examples of like sales, you know, sales copy, but you can't really see mm. them when the images, images look terrible on, on Kindle. They just don't work yeah, at all, it doesn't do work they? Well. They're, just, they're just horrible. So I can see it's, it's nice to have some physical book isn't it you know part of the experience isn't yeah. it yeah i mean the path to freedom book i'm putting a lot of thought into how that's actually going to look as, as, a, as an actual paperback okay yeah, kind of the, yeah. the pro- i mean maybe i can do an episode on how i'm actually going to publish this thing because it's not going to be just a straightforward case of uploading it to amazon there's a lot more involved in this one yeah yeah and i'm spending a lot more time on it and a lot more money as well so wow okay yeah please buy it please yeah please do <laughs> um anyway apart from that got a couple of conferences coming up uh, so the end of January, I've got NDC Security in Oslo. That seems to be kind of a yearly pilgrimage at the moment. Okay, oh, cool, yeah. I'm teaching a workshop. And then I've got NDC London uh, the week after. Yeah. Which is uh, at the Westminster Conference Centre, just opposite Parliament. Yeah, actually, I might go to, there's a, there's a thing called, if you had a microconf, and they do, um, it's for like bootstrap sort of software founders. Um, okay. And I think they're going to have an event in June in London, so I'll probably go to that. But I, I, other than that, I don't think I'll be going to any other events. But Yeah, so pretty much all of my January at the minute is preparing for those two events. So I'm adding a load of stuff into my workshop, just because you know, new features that Microsoft's come out with. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've got one new talk. Which I'm doing, which I'm kind of halfway through. You like to see what it's on, or is it? Is it still? Yeah, well, it's on the NDC London website. It's called um, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten. Um, it's dealing with a distracted world. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's all about how to sort of avoid the distractions that you might have come up. Let's see if I can find it. I'll put a link in the show notes if anyone wants to come along and buy tickets. Won't I suppose it? that's there we go. That's the age-old problem, isn't it? Especially in such a distracted world that we live in now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting back against a distracted world. Yeah. Increasing your focus and self-motivation. So it's more of a sort of a soft skills. Yeah. Helpful no, course. That's, and that's useful. We're kind of distilling a lot of the stuff we've talked about on this show. So we've talked about procrastination, finding meaning in your work, self-motivation, your locus of control. And I'm going to talk a bit about sort of social media addiction and some of the things you can do to limit yeah, the impact of social some media. Of the, some of the things that we've sort of talked about in previous episodes, isn't it? Yeah, so a lot of personal stories mm. in there about stuff that I've had to deal with. So that'd be, be good. Yeah. We've got a couple of audience questions. Uh, so do you feel the same level of... Oh, this is by Jim, by the way. Do you feel the same level of dread about going to work as like a full-time employee would when you're self-employed? 
So like, you know, when you, you've been yeah, off for two weeks it's, it's on holiday. Really I mean, uh, I, I've, I've got like children and so I think you've mentioned this as well before we said, and we sort of briefly discussed this before we started recording. And I think you said sometimes, you know, when you've got things, get you know, children at home, sometimes like Christmas can be a bit much, can't it? You know, and it's nice to go back to work and almost have a, not relax, but you know, it's kind of nice yeah. to get back into your work. I actually, I actually enjoy my job. So I, I, I'm sort of happy to go. I'm sort of like, you normally, because I had the rest, I'm normally raring to go and, yeah, same. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. before we had kids, like, you know, you take two weeks off like, going on holiday or Christmas or whatnot, and then you just dreaded going back to work. So I can see where it's coming from. Yeah. But then yeah, once we had kids, job, yeah. it's like you go back to work to get some rest. It's like when I, I, I used to work at a bank called Egg. And I always, <laughs> yeah. I always remember this because that was at the time when we had my daughter. That the people that were always in really, really early, like 7 a.m., were all parents. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. They were eager to get back. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this year, I mean, I started back. I mean, I. Didn't have to start back in early January until the second week, but I came back the Thursday and Friday of that week just to kind of get prepared yeah, and get I, started. I, did, I started working on the Thursday. I did Thursday yeah. and Friday last week, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I was, yeah, I think it's different. I think when you've got a job, you sort of like, you, you dread going, I remember dreading going back to work. Um, but when, as soon as I started doing my own business, it was just, it's just a different outlook, isn't it? I think you because it's your thing, you're more invested in it anymore also you yeah. tend to reflect on the year don't you so you, i don't feel like this where you think about what you've done and it's more about you sort of you've sort of done the year you sort of reflected on it and then you sort of almost come up with new ideas and new things you want to do and you're sort of really excited about doing those and getting on with it you know mm. about doing the new things in the new year i don't know if you're like that you know you feel like it's yeah an incentive I mean, to get cracking on with new things and, i've got i mean when we go through the goals i mean you'll see the things that i want to achieve this year yeah and i was just raring to get on with it I mean, January's a bit of a weird one because I've got a bit of workshop prep and some talk prep to do. So I'm not kind of doing really that much that's kind of classes billable. What do I do? Get paid for the workshop. But yeah, yeah. So January's a bit of a just a, just getting stuff done month. Mm. But yeah, February should be hopefully very productive. Okay, so next question from Sam. Again, this, this kind of ties into our show topic. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to your goals episode. That's this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think it is bad to not achieve one or more of your goals? <coughs> um, not really. I mean, sometimes they're a bit like New Year's resolutions, aren't they? You know, if you yeah. say, sometimes it's good to be ambitious, isn't it, with your goals? And then if you get halfway there, it's, it's yeah. good. Or um, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I think you've got to be deliberately ambitious because you're pushing, pushing the envelope, aren't you, really? So if you don't meet them, you can't receive hard on yourself. Yeah, plus, I mean, you know, I mean, first of all, I'm going to say no because I did miss quite a few last year. <laughs> but there's a reason behind it. I mean, I took, I took a bit of a, I'm not going to say pivot because I hate that term. I, I, I just kind of shifted my focus a little bit. Yeah, perhaps things change throughout the years. So perhaps you, you can't feel, you know, you, you're at, you know, might be something you might make a, a new learning that changes your goals in midway yeah. through the year, you know. So the goals you had at the start of the year might not be the goals you had at the end of the year, you know. Absolutely. So no, I wouldn't feel too bad. You know, I mean, it's nice to meet your goals, but I think you have to be ambitious, don't you, with your goals? Else, there's no, there's no point really setting them. If they're things you're just going to do anyway, it's it's oh, you're not pushing mm. the boat out, you know. Well, okay, I guess with that, then let's go straight into our show topic. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about the goals, and uh, I think first of all, we'll go through the goals that we set last year. I think mine were kind of quite loose, to be honest. Well, should we go through yours first? So, they, yeah. they, so for long-time listeners, I mean, you know that we did this about this time last year where we set some goals. Um, so we're going to now basically review the goals that we set in that episode. Yeah. Have a little chat about them. So do you want to start first? Yeah, well, yeah, firstly, I think the general goal was sort of health stuff, but it was kind of a bit... I think sometimes with health things, you can say, oh, I want to get to a certain weight or I want to do a certain thing. But unless you sort of set the 
the practical actions you actually need to do to get to that goal. It's quite hard, isn't it? You know, you say, I'm going to lose weight, but like, what does that entail? Does that entail exercising more? Does that entail, you know, eat, changing your diet or whatever? You know, it's, it's kind of quite hard, isn't it? So, and I did have the Fitbit, which did help a, a, a lot, actually. But I think towards the end of the year, I kind of got a little bit, it sort of stressed me out a bit. Did I mention this in the past? Yeah, yeah I think you did mention it. So, yeah, you said stop wearing it, but you're wearing yeah, it now. I'm wearing it today. I've just stopped wearing it the last couple of days, actually. Um, but I'm not going to let it bother me, you know. Because um, one thing I noticed, like last year, my, my sleep wasn't good. You know, on, mm. on most weeks, I was only averaging like six hours sleep. And it wasn't, it was quite bad, really. You know, you should speak, I don't know, what, what's your sleeping like? You just sleep a solid eight hours or? Uh, yeah, I tend to go to bed anywhere between 10 and 11. And it's very rare that I get to stay in bed longer than 6, 6 a.m. Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably about seven or eight hours on a good day. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think I think I wanted to sort of... And like some nights I just wouldn't... I'd, I'd only get like two hours or five hours. And then other nights I'd probably sleep like seven hours, you know. So it wasn't... How, how much of that is sort of newborn baby related? Uh, or? To fair, the baby sleeps pretty well. I think the baby sleeps better than I do. Oh, I, think, right. I don't know if it's just like anxiety or stress related. or I, I just feel like... I, I look through my calendar of all the things that I did and it just seemed like really really hectic you know not just so so much stuff on and i thought oh this this is this is tricky you know so i'd say that my health is it's not terrible but it could be a lot better you know so i'm i'm wearing the fit bit again i'm not going to let it bother me though in terms of like worrying about whether my heart rate's gone up or down or whether i'm sleeping great or not i think it's a mad but i want to sort of improve my health metrics you know so like i have a lower heart rate less weight you know and, and all these sort of things you know but Perhaps what I might do is be more concrete and set like actual practical goals mm. of things. Because do you find that you know if you just say, "Oh, I'm going to randomly do something," you know, but you don't. Actually yeah, I mean, actually work out the steps you need to do to get to that thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I when we go over my ones, I had a weight loss goal which I didn't quite hit. I mean, I did okay. Didn't, yeah. Didn't get to what I wanted to. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Probably better off just saying, I'm going to have this for breakfast. Do you know what I mean? And say, I'm going to yeah. eat this particular thing for breakfast and that's going to help me get to my goal rather than saying, I'm going to lose 10 stone or you know, whatever it is. You know. 10 stone, but that's a bit harsh. I think I'd die, <laughs> but, you know, honestly, but you know, like, do you know what I mean? You've got to say more concrete steps, you know, things yeah. that you can actually do, you know. So I'm, I just feel that this yeah this year's been a, a tricky one. I think I've done lots of good work and um, lots of stuff, but it's been full on with the children, having a, a baby, and all of the work. Because I've I run like three businesses, and and just all of that, it's just been it's been manic really. You know, it's it's been it's been tricky to get it all done. Um, so I think my second goal was to I was kind of inspired by you know it doesn't have to be crazy at work book the oh, yeah. base camp guys. Um, and so I was, my thing was just like, rather than set goals, just say, I'm going to do good work, you know, uh, which, which we did do, but, um, I mean, you I, released, you released a lot of products last yeah, year. Yeah. I think we did, we released at least five, five tools, five calculation tools, which was nice. So we've done these span tables, which we haven't launched yet, but we'll launch them in the, in the start of the year. We've actually got quite an ambitious schedule for things this year. We might do a lot more marketing stuff this year yeah. than we did last year. So more marketing, but obviously more refining of the product. And then we're going to look to perhaps do a new product as well, an entirely new thing as well. So that's going to be ambitious. But related to the same market sector. Uh, I don't want to say too much because it's a bit, it's a bit top secret. But, oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of, yeah. Kind of similar to what we're doing, but, but okay. something else. Um, so it was good, and also I did have a competition with a with another startup friend, and I think he did did slightly beat me actually. So, um, <laughs> but it was it was still nice to do that. I mean, what, what was the metric that you were judging the competition? They were doing like like monthly revenue 
Okay. You know, so it's based upon who, you know, get into a certain figure. So we, we, I did okay, I got close. I didn't quite hit the figure. I think you did actually hit the figure that we were aiming for, so he, he did well, but I was only marginally below. So sometimes it's good to push yourself, isn't it? Because mm. it gives you that little bit of more of an incentive. But I think sometimes I, I think I got a bit carried away with the work and trying to do too much at home. And I think it all kind of got to me a bit and the sleep wasn't great. I think it was quite a stressful year. Yeah, actually, I mean, plus I think. When, it, when it gets to the end of the year, I mean, that last quarter of a year, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough quarter. I might always struggle this time of year. I don't know if, what you're like, but I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. But you know, the, with the being so dark outside. And yeah, I, 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 I said really that to my wife yesterday because yesterday like, the kids were both back at school. So it was like, you know, the, the usual routine. And we left the house to take them to the childminders and it was dark. You know, and I picked them up at normal time from the nursery and we got home and it was dark. <laughs> Still <isn't> dark. I'm <laughs> craving a bit of sunshine. Time, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm actually glad like we've gone past the darkest day and now we get, it's gradually, each day is getting marginally lighter, you know? Yeah, well, I've, I've, I think, you know, January and February are pretty dark months. But oh, I think yeah, once we get yeah. past that, it'll be, be quite good. Yeah, but yeah, it's just, it's just nice to get towards spring, isn't it? Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much my... It's personally, for me personally, it's been quite a challenging. Yeah, we've done lots of great. I'm really proud of the work we've done. Done lots of really good stuff, especially all the, the timber calculator stuff that we did. Um, some re really good stuff. But just it's going to be a lot of lot more work this year. Hopefully, I want to take it a little bit. Um, don't want to kill myself doing it. Um, make sure I sleep well, eat well, exercise, all that, all that good stuff. And did you say before you was getting an exercise bike, or was that someone else? Yeah, no, I did. Have, I've got an exercise bike. Oh, you got that now? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've kind of I've kind of worked out roughly like a, an exercise rate weekly exercise regime. So I said on these days I'll go bike, you know, because they're a bit of mountain bike. So I'm, I'm, these days I'm gonna go mountain biking. This day I'm gonna go to the gym. This day I'm gonna do weights or whatever. You know, I'm trying to like have like a routine that I stick to each week. So, but one of the, it doesn't really include exercise bike at the moment. So, but I might yeah. integrate it on a cold, <laughs> you know. A friend of mine, because um, we went to visit some friends over New Year. Um, my mate Adrian, he's saying he's just ordered this. Um, kind of exercise thing and it's kind of like an exercise bike but it doesn't come with a bike you kind of have a normal bike but you take the back wheel off and you attach it to this gizmo oh yeah 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 and it goes on a stand but then you have a tv screen in front of you and it, it plays like it has like a computer game so you're, you're basically pedaling away oh, trying to beat yeah, these challenges yeah. but it's actually an actual game on the screen it's a bit like i've seen this peloton have you heard of that uh, I've only heard of them because I heard they got into a bit of trouble with, yeah. their, with, their, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with their adverts over Christmas. Yeah, there was yeah, there's a few things, but there's there's that kind of idea, exercise bikes with like competition and games mm. and gamifying kind of. It's a good idea, yeah. I mean, I, I I actually prefer like actually being out on a real bike. I don't know why it just seems more interesting. Yeah, well, as a family, we've been trying to go out and do a load more walking. So oh, this okay. is this is something we've uh, the kids are thrilled about. This we tell them that every week, every <laughs> every weekend when we're around, we're going to go out and do at least one country walk. That's nice, yeah. So we've made them do two so far. Oh god, yeah. My six-year-old is getting to the age now where he complains a lot about walking. You know, so it's yeah, we do it, but you know, we think the thing is probably the more you do it, the probably easier it gets. You know, they get used to. Yeah. Well, we did one near here, near where the office is. So uh, you know, Promford Black Rocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So we did that. So we walked down the canal to High Peak Junction and that was oh, massive hill, hill to Black yeah, Rocks. Oh yeah. my God, and he died at the top of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a steep hill, isn't it? Yeah, I've rode it on the bike before. That's really, really hard. Yeah, we did <laughs> see some really... uh, some lunatics trying to cycle. Yeah, up. no, I've done it. I've they must have some really good gears on those bikes. I know, it's really, it's really steep. Because at one point, I mean, I had like a hoodie, a, a massive jacket, scarf and hat. And by the time I got up to the hill, I was like basically stripped down to my T-shirt. Yeah. And got to the top and had to put it all back on again. Anyway, I digress. So to recap some of the goals that I set for last year then, so one of them was to scale up to 
we'll basically scale up workshops. So three online workshops and four classroom based. Uh, minimum is what I said. So I did four classroom ones. So those were either through conferences or private bookings. So that was an achievement. Um, but I did zero online workshops. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a company that I was going to do them through, but they sort of do all the booking and get all the people. But I just ended up not doing it. Is it why was it the 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 in person stuff was was it, and the online stuff didn't work out for you? Was there a reason for that? No, I just I, I just, I just, I just never approached the online stuff because I had so much other stuff to do. And you know, when when you do a classroom workshop, it's kind of a bit more exciting because you travel somewhere and you've got a room full of people that you can engage with. But I thought, you know, teaching a one day or a two day workshop over like video conference sitting in the office by myself just i just couldn't bring myself Perhaps to do it this doesn't sound as appealing does it it's like actually getting somewhere interesting and just didn't feel like fun so yeah. i didn't bother yeah no i get that uh so the other goal i said was to release four short books by the end of the year okay yeah, um, yeah. in a similar vein to the gentle introduction series that i did so i completely missed on that i just managed to get one out which is that art of conversation book that's still pretty impressive <laughs> just, just that one book isn't it yeah, I wanted to make it more of a regular thing, but I just, I've kind of sort of scaled that back a bit when I sort of focus on Pluralsight. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, the other goal was release the Path to Freedom book and course by June. Well, that was a complete fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do you think, which, probably June next, next year, do you think? Well, it was supposed oh, to be June 2019, but the reason I didn't achieve that is because I basically put a lot more focus into Pluralsight. So I went to Pluralsight's um, conference in London, Pluralsight Live, and there was an author summit there where they sort of go over revenue and growth and yeah. stuff that I can't go into detail on. I'm just not allowed to go into detail on it. But basically, they were saying, you know, things are looking really good, revenue's going up, and it means you know, that, the author's that... can earn is going to go up as well. So it, it made sense just to throw myself into getting some more content out for people. Yeah, site. yeah. If it seemed like if something's working, you sort of double down on it, don't you? Rather than yeah, so, so it just meant things. the path to freedom book just got put on the back burner a bit. Um, but you know, towards the second half of the year, I started picking it up again and I've put a lot of effort into it. I've hired an editor. Yeah, yeah. So the book's coming out. It's going to be later than what it was, what it was originally you planned. You think so, sometime early part this year? I'm aiming to get the book completed by quarter one and then I need to get all the cover and jacket designed. Okay, yeah. And then I'm going to do more of a pre-launch marketing campaign on it this time instead of just putting it out and saying, ta-da. <laughs> so there's going to be more of a sort of a pre-order sales window. A website needs to be designed for it. Okay, yeah. There's a whole load of um, stuff I need to apply for. So normally I just get all my, my ISBN numbers from Amazon, but the way I'm publishing it, I can't do that. So I have to buy a batch of ISBN numbers and then library, register the Library of Congress. And oh, oh there's, a, yeah, there's a process, is there? Yeah. I'm basically going from self-published little short guides on Amazon to basically setting up a proper publishing company. Oh, okay. That's it's going to yeah. go. Yeah. But then off the back of that, I want to have like a, a workshop-based online course, which people can buy. Yeah, which I'm going to work on as well, which would be kind of the stuff that's in the book, but also more practical with more guided exercises. Mm. So that's going to take a significant amount of time this year. So, you know, it's on the progress. I can see that little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. I think with the book, book yeah. Yeah, you said like you're sort of two thirds of the way through through the book now. So, yeah. Oh, I'm probably, I'm, yeah, yeah. Probably two thirds to three quarters. Three quarters, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Uh, the other goal was to release full... Uh, were three full-length Pluralsight courses. Yeah. So I ended up doing five and two course updates. Okay, yeah. So, you know, going back to what I said about attending the uh, Pluralsight Live Author Summit. Do you think that spurred you then, obviously, that to focus on, on the Pluralsights? 
yeah, there's just I just wanted to get some stuff done, so I just yeah. kind of threw myself into. I said when somebody's asking about goals, and he said perhaps your focus changed because of things that changed throughout. The, is this is this one of the things you were thinking? Yeah, about? basically. Yeah. So things. So you know, I was working on the Path to Freedom book. I was wor- working on the Art of Conversation book, but then I kind of purposefully put those on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah, because you saw more of an opportunity yeah. with the plural sites. Didn't give up with them. I just re- just rescheduled them. Mm. So yeah, five new courses. You know, they're all doing fairly well, which is good. Uh, more of a health-related one was to lose two and a half stone by June. I ended up losing a stone and realist and sort of keeping it off consistently. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so not quite where I want to be weight-wise, but I'm going to try that's, and do the same still, again this still year. Pretty impressive, though, isn't it? To lose a stone, you know, that's when I'm off, that's, that's when good. I'm doing normal life stuff like in the office or working from home. I find it easier to do, but when you're travelling, it's really, really hard. I think it's hard. Yeah, when you're in a disjointed schedule and it's hard to sort of like. Eat the eat, keeps the same schedule, isn't it? In terms of like diet and exercise and that, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, I've got so many. I've got so many friends around the world now. Whenever I go to a conference, you're always just meeting people, and you end up going out drinking and yeah, the <laughs> yeah. whole socialising, drinking, drink. eating everything you shouldn't eat and drink. Yeah, especially when you go to America. Oh my god, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> portion yeah. sizes over there are insane. It's hard. Yeah, hard not to. to... So yeah, so that was those are basically my main goals for last year yeah I mean with the weight thing did you have like did you put in some practical steps you say I'm going to eat these particular food on this day or or do this exercise or what did did you what me and my wife started following there's a diet called the fast 800 which is basically a a less aggressive version of the ketogenic diet okay yeah yeah. where you and I'm doing it at the moment so you um, you limit yourself to 800 calories a day but you have those calories within a restricted time window that does sound quite brutal. So for me, I try to do between 12 and 6. And then outside yeah. of that, you can, you can only have... What do you, like, what do you eat then? What, what's your calories comprised of? What sort so of the, the diet eat? recommends you try and follow uh, kind of more of a Mediterranean diet. Okay, so yeah. lots of salads, fresh vegetables, oily fish, you know, some red meat and chicken, but try and cut that down a little bit. Yeah. It's not actually as hard as what it sounds. Yeah, to say angel calories doesn't seem like that much, but it's not. Like so they that. recommend you do that for three months, and then you switch to what's called a five-two diet. Yeah, which is let me get this right. So it's two days calorie restricted in the week, and then the other five days you can pretty much eat what you want, but you try and make sensible choices, but you still try and eat within a, a time window in the day. What what the t- is it? Optimum times when you eat then? The t- there's lots of different ways of doing it. So you could do. Um, I think the most common is between six or eight hours a day. So you might say yeah, only eat between 12 and eight or 12 and six in the oh, afternoon during the, day. Okay, yeah. during the day. And then outside of that, all you can have is water or kind of black coffee or black tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you try and get your body into a fasting state. And then what happens is the first few days you do it, you feel terrible because what you're trying to do is you're trying to burn up the glucose store in your body so that your body switches over to burning ketones. Yeah. And when that switch happens, you get what's called the keto flu, where you have like a thumping headache. And you're really, generally yeah. irritated. Irrit- so it's like basically like when you don't have carbohydrates, isn't it? Or, yeah. Or your body doesn't process energy straight directly from your food. It has to take it from your body, doesn't it? Is that, yeah, so is what, that what you're trying to do, you're, you're basically trying to reduce the amount of glucose and sugar in your body, and then your body switches over to burning what's called ketones, which is another natural energy energy source in your body. Yeah, but it's... it's from within your body rather than externally, is it? Yeah. yeah, and when you start burning ketones, it basically means you start burning off all your fat stores a lot quicker. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But so, because so, I restarted it in the new year, I went through the keto flu period on Saturday. Oh, is <laughs> where, 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 like, where I yeah. felt like just absolute like, garbage. Yeah. Um, but you can get these little like testing strips and you have to like, you know, 
we on a strip, whatever. And if it sort of starts turning more purple, that means it's got you've got ketones in your body, which is kind of where you want to be. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Which is uh, fun. Yeah, it's weird on a stick. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I I kind of do get that a little bit. I've, I've seen a lot of people that have done well, you know, doing like. Um, so keto or paleo or these kind of diets. If you do a full-on ketogenic diet, that's really extreme. That's really hardcore. Is that where you just don't have any carbs? You don't have any carbs at all. So on the one I'm doing now, you can have some limited carbs, but you wouldn't have too too many in a day because you don't want. See, if the more carbs you have, then it basically turns into sugar in your body, which means sure, yeah, which means you come out of ketosis and end up burning sugar again. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So you can have a little bit. Yeah, because one thing I've started doing actually in the new year, I've started. Um, for breakfast, I just have like a couple of fried eggs and some some bacon mm. and a bit of tomatoes or something. So, so I, I, I completely skip breakfast now. I don't eat do, until yeah. about 12. Oh, because you're eating between these windows. Mm. Yeah, so basically it's like you put your body into fasting. Oh, well, like what I did yesterday is because I knew my wife was making something for dinner. I actually pushed myself and didn't have lunch until one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Then had dinner at sort of six when I got home. Yeah. What, what I try and do is try and have like uh, bacon and egg in the morning. So kind of like a bit of a, so obviously in the morning I'm not, burning any carbs because it's just mm. purely you know non-carb stuff that i have for breakfast but then for lunch i might have i don't know i might have like uh have like an omelet or have like a flatbread or a salad or something like that you know although yeah. it's still some carbs but not horrific carbs you know yeah, and then i just eat normally in the, in the evening just have a normal evening meal but it, it is hard isn't it to eat properly isn't it it is but i find it easier when i'm kind of at the office but say when I'm traveling that's when it's hardest yeah I, I think it's easy when you're in a routine it's easier isn't it because you just stick to a, a routine then don't you mm. but I think when you're at when you're when when you're traveling you sort of like sort of um, break your routine don't you and it's harder yeah. to stick to anything isn't it cool so should we look at some uh, 2020 yeah. goals or ideas or yeah things? I can do I mean because I kind of felt so it was such a, a tricky year. Like having a newborn baby last year was tricky, and then all of the businesses, there were like three businesses, it was all kind of a bit too much. So I haven't really specifically set any business goals this year. I'm more focused on, I mean, we have set like me and my business partner, we met up yesterday and we set out like a whole load of sort of marketing activities and new products and new, you know, sort of speeches and bits and bobs that we wanted to work on. And so we, we're kind of just going to do that anyway. So I don't want to set those as goals because they're things we're just going to do anyway. And mm. I don't want to put myself under any more pressure because I felt last year was just too hard, you know. I think it, it took so much out of me. So I think there's a few things I want to do this year and most of it's just I want to get mentally and physically well this year, a, okay. lot, a lot more so than I was. So I've kind of like set into action. I've got up like a, you know, like going mountain biking twice a week, going to the gym once a week and then perhaps doing weights once a week you know having this kind of at least doing four lots of exercise and then having rest days between as well having at least sort of like I was planning to work like Friday and Saturday with my non, non-exercise non days mm. when I don't exercise you know but all the other days I do um, so I want to get into that the other thing I want to do is um, and I don't know because I mentioned this before about swimming I'm okay. not a particularly great swimmer I'm not I'm terrible um, so I'd like to learn I'd, I'd like to have lessons on how to swim well you know because I, I think I'd struggle to swim from one end of the pool to the other end I think it'd be I'd, I'd even struggle with that no, I mean I can do swimmer. the last time I went in a proper swimming pool like as in not on holiday I, I think I could I, I, can, I can probably do five or six lamps but then I just sink like a stone and I have a really sore neck. Oh, you said because you don't put your head under I, I hate putting my head under the water when I'm swimming, which is, I know it's really bad swimming. But do you like breaststroke or something? Yeah, even though I, I keep my head oh, up, but I look like a little turtle going through the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a bit like that. I don't like to get me. Plus, I hate cold water as well. 
really yeah i'm not a big fan some people you said you don't like just you're not the sort of person just to dive into the water no i mean you could i could be on holiday you know 38 degrees outside and i'll be the person that dipping my toe and it takes no, me, it takes me yeah. half an hour to i'm like that pool. yeah yeah even my wife's more brave than me and she yeah she, she you know she'll just like jump in but i know i have to like acclimatize to it i'm a bit like that um but no i do want to i do want to like i was reading the book um like t- tim ferris's book on the four hour body all right. There's a bit in there where so I was like a rubbish swimmer and I had lessons and I learned now it's one of my favourite things. I thought oh, I'd like to be able to be like that, you know, and, and do swimming because it's just some, it's not something I've really got into really as an adult, you know. Okay. So, so I might, I'm looking now, I'm going to have a look and see where does like adult swimming lessons, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so that sounds reasonable. Uh, I mean, that's like, but both, both my kids do swimming lessons. I mean, my daughter now, she's now doing, um, she's not even 11 yet, but she's doing this like junior lifesaver oh wow cool yeah so she's gone through all of the all of the awards that that you can do and it's now all about sort of life saving so oh no i just want to be able to swim which is, well which is, you know, which is pretty cool myself, it's, I think, it's fun watching him but i mean now every lesson she has to like take a pair of pajamas or trousers and t-shirt oh yeah because okay, like, they yeah. have to do their lesson in clothes oh of course yeah yeah to like simulate yeah what to be like yeah but no no i just want to be like competent swimming in like swimming shorts or whatever you know but um yeah no it's something that's something i'm thinking a little bit and it's a good life skill isn't it to, be a bit strong swimmer so i want to mm. want to get on top of that i mean the other thing i want to do is and it's a goal I actually set for this year was to get down to 13 stone and i was about 13 stone four pounds so, so it wasn't like that ambitious really and i think i've actually got that i've got up to about 13 pounds and six pounds or something like that so i want to lose about six pounds of weight which isn't isn't a huge amount but you know i'm, I'm quite tall i'm like six foot one so 13 stones is, is, is probably quite reasonable okay. really so yeah, I'm gonna lose a little bit. But the things I want to do is like last year I had that goal, but I didn't have any like positive steps of how I was gonna achieve that goal. Yeah, I think because it was such a full-on year with the kids and stuff, I perhaps didn't keep to routines as well as I could have done. You know, so I think I'm gonna have a a better exercise and diet regime yeah. this year. I mean, hopefully, with babies and toddlers in the house, all routines go out the window. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's... yeah, it's it's, it's 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 been tough actually. I think sometimes also I, t- I tend to be a bit. I don't know whether you're like this. I'm a bit like an emotional eater. So if I'm kind of fed up, I'll go and perhaps eat crap I shouldn't. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think like there's just some times where oh, it's just been hard this year. So What's really dangerous as well is that you can literally click a few buttons on your tablet and then a Domino's pizza turns up <laughs> at your door. <laughs> no one do that, yeah. Or the Just I'd, Eat app as well. Uh, oh, that's, no. that's a killer, that. Yeah, I know, that's it. Sometimes, yeah, I'd, I'd, sometimes it's, you know, perhaps dip into food I shouldn't when I'm kind of fed up. <laughs> Have a few beers and you get your phone out. I really fancy a kebab. Click. Whoops. <laughs> I actually think kebab's not that bad though. So it's basically just like meat and salad, isn't it? And in a in a non. Well, if you get if you bad. get a grilled chicken one, it's alright. If you get one of those like no, donna ones, no, donna donna kebabs aren't that bad. Apparently, it's well, like it's they're it's flat. Well, they are, but it's like it's it's all it's lamb, isn't it? It's like hundred percent lamb, proper lamb, isn't it? Lamb cuts. Isn't it all the rubbish bits all squished no, together? No, it's not. No, isn't it? But there was like a documentary once them like on and on, on making like a donna kebabs, and it's like just proper chunks of like proper meat they just obviously it's processed so it's probably not brilliant brilliant but i don't yeah. think it's terrible terrible <laughs> kevin kevin's health tip <laughs> uh, yeah I don't, I don't think i don't think kebabs is actually that bad um i'm gonna go for a chicken uh, one, if I, get one. I just think it's better than perhaps like something really carby based like you know i think like chips and stuff aren't, aren't great or like pizzas and stuff probably aren't great because they're quite carb based aren't they you know, from a keto-y kind of viewpoint my, my um, lo- i'm getting hungry now my, my local takeaway does this like kebab it's going completely off piece, but what the hell? It's a massive like Indian naan bread. 
and they stuff it with chips, meat, salad. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It sounds, it sounds terribly good. It sounds <laughs> terribly good, yeah. yeah you want to sink a few pints beforehand. Uh, I mean, if there's any, any, any nutrition, because we don't really know what we're talking about, if there's any nutritionists out there that listen to our show, they'll have to reach out to us and, yeah. and tell us where we get wrong. We are not health professionals. Yeah, I'd like to point that out. But yeah, if there is anybody that listens, that, that, that's, that's the thing is, if there's anybody, we have to put like a, con- like a contact email address where people can reach out to us or... Or they can do it to you via, via Twitter, can't they? Or should do, yeah. I really should get into. Actually, didn't we create a Twitter account for the show, but never actually used it? Yeah, perhaps. Well, yeah. they can reach reach out to your. What's your personal Twitter? You'd like to say on? Um, yeah, at Stephen Haunts. At Stephen Haunts. So if you, yeah, if you do want to reach out, there's any amateur nutritionists out there who, uh, or like fitness and health gurus, because we do talk about this a lot, don't we? <laughs> yeah. to, if you're sitting there rolling your eyes at what they're saying, I think, what these? What I want to know about being, doing my side hustle, not about this fitness crap. But yeah, no, um, if there's anybody out there that, that has interest in it, they can reach out to us and, and tell us where we're going wrong, that'd be interesting. But yeah, no, I, I think I think this year, I think, I'm not going to be honest, I think actually running a business is, is really, really tricky. And I think sometimes, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't set unrealistic goals mm. and don't just, because a friend does, <laughs> it don't always have competitions with friends. It's not always healthy, I don't think. You're not doing that this year? Then. No, 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 not at all. My wife did that with uh, one of her friends. They did like a stock investing competition. They they both sort of agreed a pool of money that they'd start with each. They had to invest it in different shares and see who came out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Was it interesting then, or did did they? Yeah, it was. My wife won it. (laughs) The the loser had to buy the other one lunch. Oh, okay. (laughs) That sounds like a good competition there. Yeah, kept kept her amused. Okay. Plus, you learn a whole load about stocks and shares and bonds and all that sort of stuff, which I think was part of the thing. It's just kind of learning about investing. Yeah. Okay. So, <coughs> pardon me. So, some goals that I've set. I think I did this last year as well, where I kind of set some themes and then based my goals around themes. Okay. Which is an idea yeah. I got from the Cortex podcast with Mike Hearn. Oh, we just set themes and not goals. Is this? Yeah. So I set some themes and then kind of the goals will kind of relate yeah I was talking to somebody yesterday about this and they said that if you tell somebody you're going to set a goal it's almost like you've done that goal and you don't do it have you heard that or there's some kind of psychological thing where you I've heard that if you tell someone your goal then you kind of feel obliged to then try and do the goal because you you kind of set a level of accountability no something like people something else in the the reverse where if you tell somebody your goal you feel like you've achieved it already and you don't try or I I don't know Okay, interesting. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but yeah, there's a lot of... Lot of <laughs> in that case, I'm not reading it. Well, well, next lot, a, lot, a lot of people do... I mean, perhaps having a theme rather than a goal is, is better, yeah. I think, you know. I, I think that's that's more... Too scared helpful. to read these goals out now in case I don't no, achieve them. No, 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 do. I yeah. think you will. So, you'll so the it. themes are then, so a year of branching out, which I think is what I set last year, but I kind of didn't really branch out and just kind of doubled down on Pluralsight. Yeah. But yeah. I really want to do that this year, just branch out into other, other categories. Which it's, it's part of that, like the book, and the, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go through some more specifics in a moment, and then kind of similar to yours is kind of a year of well-being. So yeah, no, trying to focus on weight and just trying to make sure that you know. Yeah, I think that's that's crucial. The mental health side of things that, is good. I think I've realised that this year, that that this year, that all those things are more important than you think. You know, yeah, I mean, my first sort of year, year and a half in running my own business full time, there's kind of a lot of anxiety in there because things yeah. were going well, but you've always got the thing on the back of your mind, just like. What if it all goes horribly wrong? And it, that's kind of not a healthy mindset. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think that's probably natural, though, isn't it? It is I natural, it's but natural. it's not healthy as well. Okay, so some of the goals leading into that then. So I want to grow revenue by twenty percent. That's kind of a similar level of growth as what I saw um, last year. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. 
which is a comfortable level of growth. So I'm not employing anyone. I'm not responsible for anyone's salaries yeah. or lives. So it's only my own. So I think 20% is kind of a good amount yeah, to aim that, for. I think that's healthy. I think you see a lot of these sort of like Silicon Valley companies where they have to grow. They're growing like, you know, 20% every week and stuff like that. It's just crazy. Isn't yeah, it? so you know, it's, it's, yeah, no, I think that's not, not I just healthy. Wanna, I just want to keep it modest. Uh, branching, out, branching out with a new book and uh, some Skillshare courses. So obviously the, the Path to Freedom book, I want to turn into a product category. So it's not just a book that's on Amazon. It's a book that's on Amazon. It'll also be available in other bookshops as well, which is kind of where I'm having to effectively set up a publishing company to do this. Okay, yeah. So there's that, but then there's a whole load of um, online training courses and some other products coming off the back of it. So I want the Path to Freedom to be a brand, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That I work under, which is going to be a huge amount of work. Um, it's been a big time investment and a financial investment as well. I've had to invest a bit of money into doing this project well, to do okay. it effectively. So we'll see how that goes. Another one here is to release 15 plus Skillshare courses. So Skillshare is a website, kind of similar idea to Pluralsight in a way. It's a subscription site that you can see, train okay, on. Yeah, yeah. But their focus is on teaching specific skills as opposed to big, larger, you know, all-encompassing courses like what we do on Pluralsight. Yeah. And I did an experiment last year and I kept it deliberate as an experiment. So I released four reasonably short Skillshare courses ranging from about 20 to 40 minutes in length. Yeah. And I didn't really tell anyone about them. I didn't advertise them. I didn't post on Twitter or write blog posts about it. I just put them up there, wrote effective like, you know, descriptions and keywords and tagging and I just left them. So let's see what happens. Let's see how discoverable they are on the platform. Yeah. And to see whether you do get some level of growth just by natural, natural search. And it started off a bit slow, but you know, as I released the fourth one, which I think I did in November, I started to see quite an interesting growth, uh, sort of growth in viewing numbers. Yeah, which is interesting. Doesn't really make a huge amount of money at the minute, or nothing that I'm would shout home about. But it's, it kind of shows me that there is potential there. That even without me advertising, they've got quite a good discoverability engine on there. Ah, uh, so you think, and the, and the people are discovering the courses. So I'm going to invest a bit of time in that. So I want to do fifteen of those mini courses this year, which sounds like a lot, but they're much easier to produce than the Pluralsight courses. Yeah, so, oh, so you can churn them. Well, they are for me because I've got the experience in doing it. So I'm not quite sure what the revenue for that will look like over the year, but I'm just going to do it, again, as a bit more of an extended experiment, but kind of invest a bit more time mm. in it just to see if it's viable. And that's another viable. potential, another revenue stream then. Potential, yeah. So I don't want to be dependent on Pluralsight because it's never a good thing. I mean, I love Pluralsight to bits. They're, they're amazing, but yeah, I don't want to be just dependent on Just them. on one platform, yeah. But with that in mind, I want to aim to release three Pluralsight courses, which is, you know, still keeping that system fed with new content, but yeah. I'm not going to go all out and, like I did this, well, last year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I think that'll be a fairly good thing to do. And from the sort of well-being mindset, I say I want to lose at least another stone in weight, consistently keep it off. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, get more exercise. I've always been fairly good with exercise. I do a lot of walking around Belper. I've got like various yeah. different routes I do. I mean, I did one at the weekend where I just went out in the evening and I think I did seven miles. And a lot that's, of it was uphill. Yeah, that's quite impressive, yeah. Uh, but then I've got shorter routes as well, that are like a couple of miles. So I do more of that. And continue the whole digital minimalism and distraction-free working thing. So, oh, is that something you've been doing then, is it then? Do you, yeah, do you so switch off all devices and or apps? Or... And I think I'm as strict with it as what you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, um, 
on my phone, for example, there's no social media, no Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Slack-wise, the only Slack groups I've got on there are the one that we use to talk about the show. Ah, okay, and yeah. one for Pluralsight authors, which is kind of my main way of contacting Pluralsight. Mm. So any other ones that I'm on there, like you know, the Tech Nottingham Slack group, for example, I've taken it off my phone. Just I'm yeah, not tempted to look yeah. at it when I'm out and about. Yeah, I only have Slack on the computer. I don't have it on my phone. Um, yeah. I keep the Pluralsight one on there just because that's my primary way of contacting them. Yeah, that's no, kind of how we. Yeah. I mean, if it's your job, you it's know, where we do business do, effectively. Yeah, that's that's fine. So I just want to sort of keep that going, um, getting better at being more productive and not being distracted by stuff. I want to read more books this year, both fiction and non-fiction. Yeah, I don't, I don't read as much as what I'd like to. Yeah, so I think it's hard. I mean, almost like reading is almost like a part of your job, isn't it? I suppose mm. what you do, isn't it? You know, it's it's same for me, really. You know, I find I, I like some days I, I I just sat and read a book because. I thought that's that is my job now, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Really, you know. It's, I was reading, like you know, I was talking about the ad, the ad writing book, the copywriting book, and I, was, you know, I didn't have any shame in just sitting reading that as as part. You know, was that actually a fun day. book to read, though? It sounds like it'd probably be quite no, dry. No, it was really, really hard work. Right. It was a real, real <laughs> sounds like it would be. But what what I did is I I kind of like I don't know if you ever do this where you. I, I thought what I'll do is write an ad as I'm reading the book and then change okay. bits of the ad as I read a new chapter and kind of, you know, so I got so far in, I got a few couple of chapters in and then just started writing something. And what they do is they suggest just chucking everything, even if it's a load of rubbish, garbage, and then just refining it. So I was refining it as I was reading the book. So I kind of used, that made it a little bit easier, you know, because mm. it made, it, you know, although if it was just had to read it, it's just so dry and hard work, you know. It sounds like a sort of book that would be quite dry. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all like basically how to write like print ads in newspapers in the 1970s, you know. Right. It's like, it is, it is hard work. You know? And then you've got to sort of like, I mean, all the psychology still applies and the techniques and stuff, but it's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work. And it's quite a big book as well, you know. It's like 400 pages, you know. So it was, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's sometimes tricky. But I think, yeah, sometimes work, that's the problem. I don't really read any nonfiction, really. I've never really been a. And I'm, not for a while. I'm not read much. Do you read much nonfiction or? That's not nonfiction. Fiction. Is fiction. Wrong about um, around. Do you read? I'm not, not really. A fiction I used to. Reader. I used to read loads. Um, well, I mean, sorry, I read nonfiction. I don't read. I'm getting confused here. Yeah. Sorry, I don't read. Do, fiction. do you read storybooks? Storybooks. Yeah, <laughs> fiction. Yeah, uh, yeah, fiction. Storybooks. Uh, no, I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. But you, do, is that something that you do read or? Um, well, I read one over Christmas. I'm trying to read more. It's just finding the time because normally you do that sort of thing like read it before bed for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you know? read it in the evening, don't you? Yeah. You, yeah. you read two pages and then you wake up an hour later. <laughs> I mean, the problem I have is because I'm reading non-fiction stuff that's around to do my job. I end up reading that in the evening. It feels like I'm never having any time off. You yeah. Know? It kind of gets a bit like that sometimes. You'd have to be a bit careful, don't you, a little bit. So that's why I started reading the, the, the sort of stuff during the day, you know, mm. if it's due with work stuff and not feeling too guilty about it, you know. But it, it it still can be a drain on your time, though, can't it? Or listen you know? to an audiobook and go for a walk. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps that's, 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 that's a good way yeah. of doing it. Yeah, I've never really been into audiobooks, but perhaps I should, should do, because it might be a good time hack. I tend to listen to podcasts, though, that's rather than books. But Yeah, yeah I, I listen to far too many podcasts. Yeah, that's the other thing, yeah. Too much stuff. But podcasting's good, otherwise we wouldn't be Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> listen to more podcasts, especially ours. Yeah. <laughs> cool, okay, well, that's, that's our goals. Yeah, that's how it goes. Let's see how 2020 goes. I mean, from the podcast itself, I mean, it'd be quite good for us to grow. We should get, have a grow goal listeners. for the podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've 
I've got a load of stuff I put on my whiteboard before Christmas, and one of them I put on there is to try and do three times listener numbers. Oh, for the podcast, yeah. Perhaps you ought to think about how, you know, I mean, perhaps if any listeners, if they want to recommend us to any other listeners, you know, that would be useful. Yeah, word, word, word of mouth or, is probably one of the best ways. Is it where growing. people can leave reviews or feedback or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, if people listen on iTunes, you can leave a review on there. Please do. Yeah, just, yeah, especially five let, stars. Let us know what you like. Or, what you or, or if it's just a one star, it's going to be useful to have some interesting feedback, you well, know. I, th- I think the five star button's the only one that works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does what it's out. I think yeah. most podcasting platforms yeah. let you leave reviews and ratings, like Stitcher and Yeah, so if like you listen so. to this, whatever, whatever platform, if you could leave us a review, that'd be much appreciated absolutely well should we uh, finish up with some recommendations yeah. okay yeah um yeah on my on my take uh, there was an interesting <coughs> article if you just want to skip to it on TechCrunch. um and i've been in the show notes and it's about mental health and founders and some like shocking statistics okay. actually if you fold you scroll down to the bit um and it's about founders yeah founders are, are, are twice as likely to suffer from depression six times more likely to suffer from adhd three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse and 10 times more likely to be bipolar or, and then two times more likely to have, uh, to have psychiatric hospitalization or two, two times more likely to have suicidal thoughts, which is kind of quite shocking really. Okay. Yeah. And I thought, oh, there's a lot of risk factors there, isn't there? So I just, I perhaps just read this article and just perhaps mm. think about, that's why I thought about, you know, a lot of my goals, uh, you know, rather than pushing myself is perhaps, you know, looking after myself rather than... Yeah, this is on TechCrunch. Rather, so I've looked after the business, but now it's time I've looked after myself. Yeah, yeah. it's TechCrunch. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting though. But I think it just shows the pressures as, as founders. I mean, this is probably related to founders in Silicon Valley that do cr- probably a lot more crazy stuff than we ever would dream of doing, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, um, but even then, we're probably at a lower level than that, but still, you know, obviously it can still affect you, can't it? I mean, I've you worked, still wear, have that burden of it being... I've worked for one startup that, you know, it wasn't a Silicon Valley startup, but it was kind of following that model and it was all a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, it's all... It's, it's a bit all strange, kind of, I didn't it's like it. kind of a bit, bit much, but yeah, it was just interesting. Uh, uh, it's just it's just something to bear in mind as, as a founder. I think perhaps it's the nature of founders, we're kind of driven to push ourselves and do new things and do difficult things, but perhaps it's, it's sometimes it takes its toll, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So, Is it, was this was this an article that spurred your sort of health goals for the yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a factor. Yeah, yeah, it was just interesting though, and it just did make me think. Perhaps it's something that we could because there's a thing in there saying that you know about you only ever hear about the success stories. You don't hear about the people where people grinded away for years and it wasn't much fun. But then when you're doing that, it, it yeah. doesn't. It, you know, you, you feel like you're failing because everybody else is succeeding, but they're not really. You know, a lot of people they struggled when they were successful. You know, they just don't. You don't. Do tell you ever that. read that book about the founding of Twitter? I think is, is it called Hatching Twitter? Uh, no, I haven't read it. No, I've heard of it. I've not read it. Is that is that what it's like? The struggles of uh, yeah. I mean, this is quite a good book. It's, it's basically about the founding of Twitter and everything that went before it. And you know, there was quite a lot of controversy and backbiting and stress and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of illustrates what you're just saying about it. you. You don't see all the the stuff behind it. Yeah, all you hear is that you see the the you know the highlights, don't you? And you hear somebody's you know you just see the the money that somebody's made, or you know that you just you don't see all of the the pain that went into it and all the probably where they ignored their family and had to work crazy hours and stuff. You know you don't see any of that and the, and the pain and suffering. CEOs trying to stab each other in the back yeah or like uh, you know yeah founders that fall out and the kind of bad blood between everybody you know you don't you don't see any of that so yeah no I, 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 just something to think about is and also just sort of like 
have, you know, some sort of self-care things that we should all, all look at. But I don't want to say like, just because you do a side hustle that life's perfect, you know, in some ways it's nice, you know, and you get to live your dreams and, you know, build, work with cool people and not have to work with people you don't like. And there's so many pluses, isn't there? But then obviously there's a downside as Maybe well. Maybe that's something we should do is we should talk more about some of the struggles and day-to-day yeah, things. Yeah, I want to be honest about it. I don't want to say, <laughs> I, that's, why, that's why I was cognitive about it. I didn't, uh, you know, with what we say, I don't want to make it out, oh, it's all amazing, you know. Perhaps, I just, perhaps it's just winter and I'm not in great mood, but I think it's spring. But I do still positives. I think this year is going to be really good. I think it's, it's going to be opportunity to you know, to work on the, the health stuff and the fitness mm. stuff and, and grow the business as well and have a really nice business. You know, we've got loads of really ambitious goals, but I'm not set the business of his goals. I think it's stuff we'll just do anyway, you know. So I didn't want to really sort of put myself under any more pressure. But yeah, it's up to bear around. So what's your recommendation for this month? So mine is not as profound as the one you just had. My feels kind of crap compared to that one. No, no, I think I'm, sh- I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great. great. That was quite a good article. Um, no, my one is, so Apple have gone and released a new Mac, uh, new MacBook Pro, the MacBook Pro 16 inch, okay. which I have here. Oh, is that what that, that is? Yeah, wow. Yeah, well, mine's leased, so my lease was coming up to end, so I took the opportunity to jump onto the new laptop. But the most important thing is they've fixed the keyboard. Is it, does it feel clacky then, or? It's, uh, it's. What sounds to me? It's, it's quieter than the... Yeah, it doesn't sound as clacky, does it? You know ...than the I mean? butterfly switch keyboard, but it's reliable. It doesn't have the reliability issues that the other one had. Yeah, yeah. So whilst I was fairly lucky with the last one, I didn't have major issues. I was getting some instances where the keys were starting to stick a bit, which is one of the signs that the keyboard was on its way. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Then. Yeah. So, so, they've, they've, so they've released a new version of the MacBook Pro. It's a ridiculously powerful machine. It's like an eight-core machine with... 32 gig of RAM. Wow, okay, that's crazy. It's a bit of a beastie. But yeah, my, my lease was coming up on my older machine, oh, which, is starting to, which is starting to show keyboard problems. I thought, right, that was a good time to, so it's upgrade on the lease, to, to yeah. switch over. But yeah, if you're in the Apple ecosystem and you're in the market for a new laptop, then the new MacBook Pro 16 inch yeah, is pretty good. good. Yeah, I'll be looking, I think, at some point this year, upgrading some kind of hardware, so. Uh, so might be looking at laptops at some point in the year. I don't know. We'll see how things go. Should uh, should take a look at leasing. Yeah, is it expensive or is it is it not is it good value or? Over the course of the lease, you're probably paying about the same as if you'd bought the laptop, but because yeah. you're not buying an asset, you're paying for a service. You get better um, tax Do you, uh, okay. tax tax benefits on it for things like VAT and corporation tax. Mm. Plus, you don't have to do a massive outlay of cash from the machine. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Oh, Plus, yeah, if anything good. goes wrong with it, it's the leasing company's problem, not mine. Oh, so yeah, so there's some advantages, yeah. So you'd have to put the money up front. If there's any, any problems, they, they take care of it, et cetera, yeah. Yeah. And you get, it's, it's the tax benefits on the back end that you, that, yeah, that's you get the most good. benefit. Ah, cool. Okay. So, okay, with that, we'll see you on our next episode. Okay, see you then, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.